Hello, Christ Central fam. It's Wednesday, April 1st, and welcome to Christ Central's Tight Five, a podcast for the Christ Central family. So don't you just love it when you come across a quote in a book or a poem where the words are like spoken prophecy? Well, I found one yesterday, and it's by the American poet Robert Frost, who said, the best way out is always through. And he wrote this line as a summary of everything that he learned about life, and that most of life requires us to come to terms with what we are asked to accept, that the best way out is always through. But in times like these, I find it so hard to accept what is happening in the world right now. Because just within the last three weeks, it seems like I've read every single news story that is out there on how these sports arenas are being converted to makeshift hospitals or the massive grave sites in Iran and Spain that are so large that they're visible in space. Medical field workers are having such a difficult time with dwindling supplies that they're coming to work with Halloween masks and other makeshift items for protection. And all I could think about is, what the heck happened? These are like events straight out of the movie Contagion, or that we're all actors in a really, really terrible, drawn-out episode of Black Mirror. But as we all struggle to understand... Sadly, we cannot change the channel. We cannot rewind back to the opening credits. And that we have no other option but to trust that the best way out and the only way out is always through. So yesterday I talked about anxiety from a biblical perspective and how we could practically apply some spiritual practices when we encounter high levels of anxiety. But today I want to piggyback off of yesterday's topic with a passion project of mine. So within the last three years, I've been trying to work on my dissertation in biblical counseling, and I've been studying at Westminster Theological Seminary in Philadelphia. And I've been trying to answer this question, what is the role of the church? When it comes to mental health, how are we able to navigate the murky waters when a congregation member comes with conditions that aren't necessarily addressed in scripture? And so to be a little bit more pointed, as I think about our own Asian American immigrant church context, I think it's important to acknowledge that we have some unique challenges And I use unique in both a positive and a negative way. Because our lives are different than the average American. And we ought to recognize that. That our unique upbringing can compound some mental health issues. And on the other hand, it can compensate with so many benefits. And so I have two brief reflections and applications for you in this podcast. And hopefully it'll shed some light at the end of our proverbial tunnel as we all try to move through this difficult time together. So I hope you stay tuned. So 
If you're an Asian American believer, I want to ask you a question. So think about a time when you faced a moment of suffering and struggle in your life. And how did you interpret God in that moment? For some of us, you might have felt confusion, maybe some anger or bitterness, as if this was the punishment from God. If you felt this way, for most Asian American Christians, this reaction about God is common and is intensified because it's entangled with our ethnic and cultural values that we're raised with as a child. So there's a study in the American Journal of Psychology that examined the relationship around traumatic and negative events and how Asian American Christians process it differently than Caucasian American Protestants. And because Asian Americans are typically caught in between Eastern values in a Western society, the study shows that this directly impacts our view of God. So, for example, Eastern views like submission to authority or beliefs of fatalism that we typically will get what we deserve. These values influences our God concepts. And because these value systems, we subconsciously picture God as punitive, as ruthless, as that authoritative judge. And this is in contrast with Caucasian American Protestants with different value systems. They tend to approach God as more as the problem solver, as a deliverer, or the mentor. Do you remember those moments in high school when you got a C- on your algebra exam? Do you remember the terror that you felt because your parents will inevitably ask you how your tests went? Well, maybe that is just me, but because I think most of you guys had an A minus. Nevertheless, if our parents expected a standard of perfection and that you had the audacity to bring anything less than 100%, we knew exactly what was coming. We were going to hold books over our head for over three hours. But we learned this at an early age that the punitive parent will bring just judgment and punishment. So you see, these are experiences that color our view of God too. And when we encounter suffering, affliction, and trauma, we believe that these must be punishments because of some kind of C-minus effort. And as a result, our mental self-talk will turn into self-blame we will privately deal with our own shame. We may become depressed and perhaps so terrified of God that we'll abandon him altogether. And these are common Asian American Christian experiences. But you got to understand that the trauma that we all face impacts more than just ourselves, but it also potentially warps our relationship with God. So if this is you, I want you to reconsider this. Your experience as the product of an Asian American immigrant family may explain the way you deal with problems of suffering. God is not like your imperfect parent 
And when suffering inevitably comes, God is not mad at you. But he is a heavenly father who is really for you and not against you. Therefore, you can go to him, even with your F minuses, because God's grace is totally and completely perfect in Jesus Christ. So let's move on from the negative. Because there are so many cultural benefits to being an Asian American believer. And when it comes to mental health, one of the contributions that we do have is how Asian American Christians utilize the church. So in another recent study titled Improving Access to Mental Health Services for Korean American Immigrants, Moving Towards a Community Partnership Between Religious and Mental Health Services. I know that's a long title, but that's what it's named. It proves that Asian American Christians have a higher probability to express their needs with believers than any other institution. And to get a big, bigger picture of this, you need to consider our history. So back in the 1960s and 70s, Korean American immigrant churches played a central role when assisting social and cultural needs as families moved into a new country. So pastors and clergy members wore so many hats beyond the spiritual leader. They were seen as social service providers, teachers, interpreters, and counselors for those in need. I look back and understand my father, who was a retired pastor now, he helped me understand so much of what he was doing in ministry. Aside from preaching on Sundays, he helped make bank accounts. He signed apartment contracts. He provided meals and he loaned his cars. And on top of that, he gave emotional counsel to all his church members. And in our current context, immigrants who suffer with mental health and without having access to English-speaking mental health services because of the cultural and language barriers, the first place they tend to go is the church. And we need to find that as a wonderful opportunity and gift to serve our brothers and sisters in Christ. But of course, the church has its limitations, and pastors are not professional therapists. When we look in the past, they handled mental health in a pretty ignorant light, I'll admit. Because mental health wasn't even a category. There was no game plan on how to deal with clinical depression or PTSD or schizophrenia and other mental health issues. But what they did know and knew well was how to care and provide sacrificially to the best of their ability. And now in 2020... A lot of us value our tradition of the church through our family. Despite the baggage that Korean Americans have experienced in the Christian church, what I've noticed is also this rediscovery, a renewal. And that some of us come to church and it is the first point of contact for so many Korean American Christian sufferers as well.
But the major difference from our parents' generational church is that we are understanding mental health so much better. We have way more resources. We have clearer boundaries, more awareness. And even though we're not perfect by any means, we're getting better. And I hope to improve as the years or the long weeks tick by. Because the best way out is always through. But at Christ Central, it's better to go through it together. So if there is one lesson that sticks with me in all of my uh, doctorate studies is what the Christian church uniquely provides. And what it provides is hope. Mental health institutions can provide relief in so many different ways that are beneficial. But the key thing that the church provides for us and for our fellow sufferers is a certain Christian hope. So if you are out there listening to this podcast and that you are in need of help, if you're battling with any affliction, suffering, mental health issues, please reach out to us and we'll get you the service that you need, whether if it's pastoral, professional, or from a peer. And I want you to always remember these three points. You're not alone. You're so loved. And there is hope. So wherever you're at, I want to encourage you as I close with Romans chapter 15, verse 13. And it says this. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. Amen. Thank you for joining Christ Central's Tide 5. And until next time, be safe, be well, and Godspeed. Thank you.